Attention, Pokemon players. You are listening to Triple P, the Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast. I am your host, Jake Abrams, alongside Nick Yurko, a.k.a. the Duke of Hobbies. How are we doing today, Nick? Um, Jake, I have come off of a pretty interesting weekend for sure. Yeah? What's that? Uh, What's, what, what was the weekend till? Well, uh, this past weekend was my birthday, first of all. Mm-hmm. So that was a lot of fun. Um, Happy birthday! Uh, thank you, thank you. Uh, but <laughs> I mean, it was there was it was a lot of ups and downs. <laughs> uh, you know, on you know some unfortunate things. Uh, my father got COVID, uh, but I hadn't <laughs> seen him, so that was kind of good that I hadn't seen him in person. Uh, but he's doing well now. That's good to hear. Yeah, uh, and then I, w- I had to. I basically was uh, 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 Nick Hub with driving around. Uh, and I dropped off cake at all <laughs> the family's houses because nice. we all wanted to have cake still. Uh, and then, you know, my older brother surprised me with a really cool gift of Pokemon cards, but not any ordinary Pokemon cards. It's these custom made ones that have uh, M- Mando from the Mandalorian on it and the child on mm-hmm. from there also so i was pretty excited about that so pretty got, pretty good pretty good little, ups and downs. Uh, young yoda <laughs> oh it's 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 so cool the baby the baby yoda card is ridiculously awesome so they're even holographic they're just incredible uh but how about yourself jake how are you doing uh no nah, i'm good uh haven't got to play a lot of pokemon this week other than the stream i did last uh friday uh, just running around doing family stuff. I did actually uh, didn't even know it was your birthday coming up. I'm such a good uh, friend and co-host, <laughs> but I, I ended up getting uh, some custom play mats for the two of us for the podcast, and it came on your birthday. So that was kind of a happy coincidence. I am so excited to use those. <laughs> I, I could like you, you hounded for me for those images, and I was like, all right, here they are. And you're like, oh, now it makes perfect sense for me. Yeah. yeah. So. Aside from that, uh, we did have our last team team challenge and colton um you, you guys heard his uh, bonus episode as well um in the past for the first league he won the fourth spot on our team so our team is set yeah um, so we're kind of just in the midst of talking and prepping for that um but yeah that's basically it for for me all right well uh, that's it for us uh, between us two but we have a very special guest yes. on today very very special guest um we we met him just uh well our first interaction with him was a roast uh, on the Metapod as far as their reviews, roasting them, calling them a theme deck. Um, but they're not a theme deck. They're, they're, they're a bunch of awesome guys. And we've got uh, the turn to God himself, Stephen Maxlow. How are we doing today? Yo, oh, what's going on, guys? Yeah, it's uh, Stephen Maxlow from the Flow Cast, aka the Eternagon. How are you guys doing? <laughs> We're doing great. I'm uh, super pumped to have you on tonight. Oh, yeah, me too, man. Uh, I know you were talking about earlier about how we had that back and forth uh, rumblings because you called us a theme deck and <laughs> we asked for it. So. Yes, you guys did. I uh, did see it, you guys got the dice, though. That's pretty Yes, cool. we did. It was awesome. Thank you. Uh, actually, I got I got them on Wednesday, I think, the day, the day before our local league. We have a small group of guys that go to like a, a store and we kind of I handed them out to all the guys that are normally there. They're all super appreciative and they keep rolling those heads so far. They keep I think it was like between the group it was like 80 percent of the heads with those dice. <laughs> Uh, that's what it's all about, the hammerheads. Yeah, those hammerheads. Very uh, crucial this year. <laughs> yes. 
a lot of time like it was very confusing at first because they're sweet uh on the on the six part of the die it said you know flow tk and it was actually six letters i kind of noticed that that's why uh uh you guys had that there and actually i don't i think that's more of a coincidence okay well either way but it kept rolling on and i kept looking at it, i'm like what is that oh it's a six yeah it's a it's a hammerhead so i lose it lose energy <laughs> low tk all day let's go yeah, actually i should start saying that <laughs> for sure for sure cool so hey we have a a set a uh, number of you know standard questions we like to ask each guest when the first time they're on the show um and so our first one is who's your favorite starting pokemon um from any generation you know i was listening to your episode and i heard or your previous one when you had maddie on here and you were talking about that and i was like god what do i say <laughs> i guess i gotta go like i'm that age it's allowed i pulled the original one back when i was a kid we gotta go charizard <laughs> nice. yes nice. yes he's uh, he's awesome I I actually think you are second Charizard. Cashman was the only other one we had that said Charizard. So hey, far. that's fine. He's the Fire Lord when it comes to, sure, when it comes to uh, Pokemon, the card game. But I mean, like I said, when I was a kid, Charizard was everything. So, oh yeah, I can't, I can't go against him. And then we also pulled the shiny Charizard. No flex or anything, but we, oh, <laughs> no, I love, that, that I was love a that great video. video. That is a great <laughs> video. <laughs> All right. So well, we'll, we'll, uh, tangent before because that remind. Okay, so we had kind of the opposite. So we pulled the the rainbow uh, Chucky Chew on camera. Uh, we were doing it on stream, and we lost that twenty seconds of our hour stream. Oh, just man. that twenty seconds of me no. revealing it. It's, it's <laughs> so the only one. <laughs> I, I wanted so badly to have a video like yours where we were like freaking out and. That 20 seconds was cut out, and I'm I'm still uh, like heartbroken over it. <laughs> I will say to all the listeners out there, real quick, um, that that was not faked because I was in front of a camera. That was legitimate, raw. I'm on break at work excitement. Like yeah. I couldn't believe it. No, if you if you if that was a uh, like just a fake reaction kind of thing, you you did a hell of a job because that was definitely genuine looking to me for sure. Yeah, you, you deserve an Oscar for that one. Then <laughs> appreciate it. <laughs> All right. So speaking of uh, Pokemon, uh, who's your favorite Pokemon in general in the game? So it could be for whatever reason, uh, you know, just just poke favorite Pokemon. Legendaries count. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Evil tall. Or as I've stated, it's evil tall now because <laughs> you know, Visorman. Why? Why? I, 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 I get it for sure. Nice. So why why the why Ivatol? <laughs> well, it's evil. Evil <laughs> Ivatol sounds so weird. <laughs> All right, so it's evil tall because when I first started playing uh, the Pokemon TCG back in 2016, evil tall garb was like the big deck and standard, and um, I just like that was a. I guess I picked up one of the like they had a shiny evil tall tin like the evil tall ex in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just fell in love with that Pokemon. Nice. Hey, he's super cool. And then I bought Pokemon Y back when it came out, so it just it just worked out. That's really cool. That's really neat. For sure. Um, okay, so next one, uh, favorite Pokemon card. It could be it could be standard legal now. It could be a card of the past. It could be your your Ivatol. Um, what, what would uh, your Rushing favorite card be? Crushing hammer. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> <Ooh>, words. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't like crushing hammer. Um, I think my favorite card ever. Um, I could just say Evil Tall EX and be lame, but I'm gonna have to go Dark Patch from Expanded Format. 
Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, just because I was a huge fan of Dark Decks and, and Expanded when you're playing like Turbo Dark or anything like that, or Maxi's Evil Tall from all you old heads who <laughs> played back in the day. Um, that The Dark Patch was such a crucial and busted card where you could just accelerate these heavy hitter dark Pokemon. You can accelerate dark energy from the discard pile onto those things. Uh, yeah. Those dark Pokemon, super good card. I think that's my favorite card for sure. Sneak. All right, so what's the worst... What What do you think is the worst card in the game? In standard right now or ever? Um, uh, it either. Be, either, yeah. Uh, in standard right now, probably Crushing Hammer. And then, but of all time for me personally is Greninja Break. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I actually just played against a Greninja Break against one of our locals that have like a bunch of uh, uh, expanded decks and... It was it was nasty. Oh, I, I, I didn't even like understand what was happening because I, I we were new from basically Sword and Shield up, uh, and I was I was I didn't even see what was coming and it just wrecked me. Man, it like when I was starting to play that game, there was a guy I used to play with all the time, and uh, that's all he played, and he would just beat me all the time. <laughs> and then I'd go play League Cups, and people would be playing. I was like, man, I hate this card. I yeah. absolutely hate this card. <laughs> That's the one nice thing about Pokemon. Eventually, it goes away. Oh, yeah, for sure. Just for something else worse to come up behind it. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that too. (laughs) All right. So, uh, so Steve, uh, you know, you're you start FloatyCast. Like, what made you want to create the the podcast? And like, how did you like or how did you get into doing this podcasting? All right, so telling this story, I'm going to have to explain exactly what... So FloatyCast is a play off of the brand FloatyK, which you saw on the dice, and that was a brand that Scott Steckley, my co-host, he founded, uh, I don't remember what year. It was a few years ago before me and him met. He had this brand, and he had a team that he sponsored called Team Scythe down in Florida. And um, so the way that the the brand started is he wanted to bring awareness to like people who suffer from mental health disorders and also were veterans in the military. So he wanted to, you know, bring support to disabled veterans. So he had that mission statement set. Life is just a card game. Play it one card at a time. That's where flow came from. Mm-hmm. And OTK is a term in a other card game, Yu-Gi-Oh called one turn kill. So he just called it flow through life turn kill flow tk kind of thing that's super so, awesome <laughs> so he had that going and then we met right before uh naic 2019 and he asked if i wanted to go with him and you know i had to make arrangements get the okay with the wife make sure she had somebody to watch the kids so she can go to where all that so we got that taken care of and he called me on his way home and was like hey you know what you do for the community in huntsville where we're from and who you are, a veteran, a family man, and all this, do you want to be a part of Flow TK? And I was like, yeah, dude. Like, that'd be super awesome. Like, of course I want to be a part of it. You know, it's an awesome, you know, thing that you're doing. But what if we started a podcast and I start Twitch stream and do all this YouTube? He's like, hold on, hold on. Those sound like great ideas. <laughs> so we did that. And then we went to NAIC and I got to meet the guys in Team Scythe. You know, Jeff Chris, Aaron Rucker. Uh, Sheldon Woods, all those dudes down in Florida. We got to hang out with them and we got to talking more and more about it. And I was like looking into streaming 
And so we started, I started streaming that fall. It was like September time. September, all like late August, September of 2019, right before the season kicked off again. And it was miserable. Like, I didn't know what I was doing. And then we tried to do a podcast. And the funny story about that is uh, our first podcast episode we ever did was with Raul Reddy and Jose Marrero trying to do a meta update. And I just messed it up. Like, I was trying to get layouts done for it. And I had no idea what I was doing. And, like, it just was awful so so we scrapped the podcast idea and i took some time trying to figure out what we were doing and it wasn't until like may of the next year that i was like all right i think i got it let's do the podcast and then ever since then we just the rest was history pretty much we we got this idea to be like like try to show the brotherhood side of the pokemon community heck yeah and that's why when you listen to the flow tcast podcast we're just you know belligerent <laughs> we let it fly like when we get our guests on we don't really really like we we talk about the meta and stuff like that but like we just pretty much try to tell stories about what life's like when you're going to a regionals because like when you're hanging out at the airbnb or the hotel or whatever with your boys like or your girls or both mm-hmm. like it's just you know it's a party yeah. non-stop party for a weekend so we try to capture that in our podcast and I don't know. I think we're doing okay. No, I feel that you guys definitely get, uh, catch that vibe. Uh, we haven't got to do any of that kind of thing for Pokemon, Nick and I, but we, we used to travel for other games and very similar kind of thing, hanging out at the Airbnb or, or hotel, just kind of um, we, we, with a bigger group, with friends all over the country that you might not see in the local area. It's just always a, a great time to yeah. just hang yeah, out. It's- I loved it. Like when I was hanging out with the guys, it reminded me of like when I was in the military, because all the military is at the end of the day is like a massive brotherhood, like a massive fraternity of like thousands of people. And I got that same vibe from Pokemon. And I was like, man, if we could put this on recording, oh my God, it would, it would be so good. <laughs> so that's, that's what that, we do. That's really neat. Cause that's one of the things that, uh, you know, uh, with these games that, all play and especially pokemon and i'm finding too is the fact that like you know the card games in general get this bad rep of like oh you don't want to be a part of that group because they're they're they can be a little nasty and stuff it's like no melly it's, nerds or oh yeah yeah, yeah. Um, i mean the bo is the bo is true it's 100 percent true but uh the when it comes to just you know just being able to hang out like win lose draw it's it's one of those things where the community is so much fun to be around i don't know how many friends i've made just from you know even just going to some local stuff that you know it's just like people i'd never be introduced to and it's just been amazing so yeah and i i agree i think your podcast does a great job capturing that side of the game that a lot of people you know that it's an aspect of the game that is hard to demonstrate if you're not in it and i think you guys do so I appreciate that. Yeah, my wife, our first regionals we went to, she said it smells like Code Red Mountain Dew and failed Dorito <laughs> chips. I'm like, oh my god, these are my you know people. It. Okay. <laughs> um, awesome. I just I, I I went to Nova with Jake the one year, and I know if you got like the one kit, like if you go in and they give you like like if, uh, like the a, a entry bag or whatever in there they yeah. were putting deodorant sticks in it oh my god 
and like it, there was one room you just you just don't walk into unless you have an absolute purpose to walk into because it was the role play room and you just no oh, just stay away you know another funny thing about that is my dad he does model airplanes like he'll build world war world war ii planes and stuff like that and then mm. go to model shows at these convention centers like where our regionals are at and stuff and i my grandparents came down because they do it too and I went out to Chattanooga to visit them because they were all out there for this air show or model show. And uh, we walked in there and my wife's like, it smells like country clubs because it's like a bunch of older people with money. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> Each generation has their own oh, unique dude. smell. Yeah. 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 Your wife's just calling the smells. Of I each know. She just, she's just calling them out. <laughs> I thought it was just because she was pregnant at the first one, so her senses were up, but no, she, <laughs> she's got them nailed. <laughs> so when it comes to, you know, you've been doing this podcast for a little while now, and you know, you've been streaming and doing content creation. How has it, how has it you've seen maybe impacted your Pokemon play in general, though? Like, how, like, how, like have you seen a difference in how you approach the game compared to when you weren't doing this? Or is, you know, just like, in general, how has this also impacted how you view Pokemon? Um, as far as my play, I, I'm not sure. I'm not quite sure. I've been thinking it. That's something I've thought about a lot. Well, good question, by the way, but I like I've thought about it because like I'd be I'll stream a lot and I'll play a lot because I'm streaming and I'm, you know, recording videos and stuff like that. But also COVID had a lot to do with it, because if we were going to events and I was out and about, I wouldn't be sitting here at the computer on PTCGO like every night or however long I do it. So I don't know if I would have that same amount of gameplay that I'm getting. But I will say with that in mind that my play, I feel, has grown exponentially because of the amount of content creation I've been doing since I started. So it's definitely helped a lot. And how I view Pokemon is that is pretty much the community, honestly, like being a, being able to be a part of it almost 24 7 believe it or not content creation is a 24 7 job even if you don't want it to be but um you know just being involved all the time you the the community is incredible i mean sure you got the people complaining about whatever it is they're complaining about but at the end of the day these people are awesome every single one of them and i just just getting to meet and talk to so many people from around the world with one common goal of the game, it's it, it, it's incredible. I hope I answered that correctly. No, I think you did. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the community at large is awesome. I've not had a bad experience with anybody from a big big player to, to you know, just a random local person. Um, everybody's super awesome. Um, and I, I'm super excited to be part of this community going forward especially once the world opens up and we can actually start meeting our friends that we've met, you know, uh, through, through, uh, the online community. Absolutely. It's going to be insane. Yeah. Even if it is like the same size regionals as before, it's still going to be insane. Cause I'll know more people. For sure. Right. Right. Uh, we said this before in the past with people like, um, I played a ton of the of X-Wing online and then finally got the worlds and I like basically knew half the crowd there. Um, and so, you know, I 
we'll keep it will encourage to say this more is next time there's live events like wear a shirt with your username on there uh or have like an id tag that has your username because you might be across the hall and someone will be like hey i play you know xxyz7709 the other day on ptcgo how you doing you <laughs> kick the crap out of me yeah you know? so, yeah for sure like you know you see these tournament standings where it's just their username yeah. If they had some sort of branding of that username and they wore it on a shirt or a hat or mm-hmm. even on their play mat or whatever, and you just saw it and you're like, oh, my God, that's that dude. Yeah. That right. dude whipped me for six months straight online. <laughs> like, <laughs> how you doing, man? Like, Yeah, you- I mean, it, it's different for us because, like, our, we have our names out there a little bit. You know, like, everyone's going to – if you go to an event, people are going to recognize you. It's going to it's gonna happen. And so that's, it's going to be neat for a lot of your fans and a lot of your listeners. So they're going to be like, hey, it's him. Um, but then, you know, like, for even for everyone else, like, definitely try I, – I always say that because it's it's such a neat experience being able to actually talk to the people you play with. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. I was joking with Scott on the other day. I was like – first person at the first event we go to and they go oh my god it's the flow t-cast i'm gonna lose it (laughs) (laughs) i'm sure that will be exciting uh definitely um so actually uh before before we kind of go on to you know some kind of meta talk i just kind of want to go over the whole um review system like you were saying uh you guys wanted us to, or not us specifically but you wanted somebody to roast you on metapods uh podcast we ended up calling you guys a theme deck. Um, they read it out loud. Um, I don't know if they were part of the joke because they seemed like it was uh, really harsh. Um, and then later on on Twitter, Jake was uh, trying to come to your guys' defense, like, no, 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 they're not the metapod. So kind of that was kind of a, a funny moment, kind of between the three podcasts, kind of a shared experience. Yeah, that was hilarious, and I was so glad that somebody like. <laughs> answered my call to action (laughs) so no there was no there was no um there was no hesit or announcement to them or like heads up that we were doing that it was just a spot-on moment um i get like i got the idea originally because they were talking about they wanted you know if you left a five-star review on their uh on itunes i think it was or wherever that they would read it out loud and I wanted to do something similar to that. And since we're a bunch of clowns on the floaty cast, I was like, yeah. just just send us some mean tweets. You know, like the mean t- tweet segment on like late night with Jimmy Kimmel. I think I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I was like, do that. We'll read those out loud. And then Scott, my other co-host, was like, Nah, just roast us on their review so they can read it out loud on their <laughs> channel. And I was like, Perfect, <laughs> do that. Yeah. So the funny and thing then, is, I whenever I heard that, I'm like, Nick since he's like in charge of our socials, I'm like, Hey, you need to go post a review and do this. And he's like, okay. Um, so we, we post it and they did like two or three reviews before and, and like for two or three weeks and they didn't read it. And I'm like, come on, just read it. We have this roast ready for them. <laughs> and, and it didn't come out. And then they finally read it. And I was like, Oh heck yeah. And then you guys uh, sound, sound clipped it and like posted on. Yeah. That was great. <laughs> My work, the work I do, I push cards at Walmart, so I have the luxury of being able to listen to podcasts literally like for eight hours a day if I wanted to. And I always listen to theirs when it comes out. And when I heard it, I was, I was dying. (laughs) They probably thought I was crazy or something because I was like, oh my god, they did it. (laughs) 
Yeah, Jake Jake messaged me. He's just like, you got to type this on here. And I went, is this something we should type? <laughs> like, I didn't know the call was there. And then he's like, no, 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 no. It's okay. And so I just posted it and then realized I should per- make sure this is okay. <laughs> nah, bring it on. <laughs> to, bring all, it on. to all the Pittsburgh podcast listeners, do the same. Yeah. But then, and then you respond with us. You know, we we <laughs> I start losing it because we got we got on your on your show you guys called a Schittsburg. Uh, <laughs> Nick, you said a curse word on our podcast. I'm quoting, <laughs> and <laughs> and I was like, oh, it's it's on, it's on. Like Jake's like, we have to respond. I'm like, I got this. And so <laughs> I tried to. I actually tried. Uh, it was just kind of. I had actually had another community come and like try and like in, infiltrate from our other group like to try to leave some like posts on your guys's wall for a while so we were trying to get good response back it was fun <laughs> oh it's a blast it, it kept it kept people involved that's what that's all is there for right yep. right and then actually just shortly uh or i guess a week or two ago um sleepy dreepy actually threw oh, some yeah. change your way too that clown <laughs> <laughs> calling us the impy wimps. What do you know? <laughs> uh, shout out to Sleepy Dreepy. I love you, man. That's actually a, a, a great segue into the next topic I want to talk to you about is uh, that team challenge you had against uh, your 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 team. The, what was it called again? The, not impy wimps. The impy pimps. The impy pimps. Yeah. So you did impy pimps versus the rats versus or rats and carps. Um, how did that come about and how did it go? So when the carps and rats came out, you know, they're to those who don't know, they're a, a, a kind of like a stream team kind of thing, like a community team amongst uh, Azul GG's stream community and Mellow Magic Carps. Uh, stream community as well so carps and then azul calls his homies the rats mm-hmm. so they started this uh online team thing as like a joke kind of thing for the pog championships like they wanted to have their own discord server and they just kept uh, they just ran with it and when i saw that they did that i was like man that's super cool like i had this impy dimp logo that i got in my back pocket because when MP Dimp was announced, I called my Facebook group chat on of our local people. I called them the MP Pimps because mm-hmm. I thought that Pokemon was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and so I had this logo drawn up and I was like, all right, guys, we're not going to be just the MP Pimps. It's going to be my people <laughs> from the Floaty cast. We're going to be the MP Pimps from now on. So then they announced their uh, the Carps and Rats announced the team challenge against the uh, team Undaunted. And so they were while they were doing their promotion for that, I would like take their promos and then Photoshop the Impidimp logo on it. And then they, they would keep doing it. I'd be like, oh, that's cute. Put an Impidimp on it. I was just, just trolling, just being, just being a pain in the butt. Oh, yeah. And then finally I got um, Gyroscope Eevee, the guy who controls the social media. He was on the pod earlier. He, he hit me up. I was like, are you guys for real? I'm like, yeah, doc, let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) And so, so we got him on, we talked to him, just bannering back and forth, trash talking, just being clowns. Yeah. And, uh, finally we set it up for not last weekend, two weeks ago. And we ended up winning (laughs) three, two, not a big deal. It's fine. Not a big deal at all. Don't don't challenge us. (laughs) 
<laughs> you think we're a bunch of clowns and then I assemble the Avengers, bro. And then <laughs> that's awesome. That's that's really cool. Uh, assemble. Exactly. I was like they they were like, let's go. I didn't really like who I wanted my MP pimps to be were my subscribers on Twitch. And then I, I like I got to thinking, I was talking to the boys like Hunter Butler and then uh, Danny Altavilla, all the people who's like come on the pod. I was like, hey, we got this team challenge. And they're like, we're in. And I was like, okay, we can just assemble a bunch of goons and then just go in there. Nice. Hey, it worked. <laughs> yeah, it did. It did. And it was a ton of fun, man. Uh, all the guys at the Carps and Rats, you know, I give them trash all the time, but they're a bunch of cool dudes and I love all of them. So it was a lot of fun. Was there any special rules with it other than being a team event? Like, was it standard or? Uh, like... It was this. It was a standard format, but they wanted ADP ban just just to Fair kind point. of make the format a little bit more healthy. Mm-hmm. Fair and enough. and then um, so when we did it, I, I was playing Eternatus. Like there was no, <laughs> I wasn't <laughs> trying to get cute with it, which I should. I said earlier I should have played Grim Snarl just just for the memes. <laughs> like I should have done it, <laughs> but uh, so. They chose their decks. They picked Orbeetle, Luke Metalization, uh, Pika. No, they didn't play Pika Rump. Baby Blounds or Crocephalon, Cramorant, Blacephalon. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the other one? Desi Goons. And then there was a. F- I think I said all of them. Orbeetle, Crocephalon, Luke Metalization, um, Desi Goons, and then I can't... Oh, Eternatus. Mm -hmm. The Eternatus player scooped to Danny's control list, so that's why I couldn't remember that one. So they played those, and then I played... We played uh, Welder Mewtwo, um, Eternatus, of course, uh, Baby Blounds, um, uh, Danny's control list, which, like I said, they scooped to it, and then uh, Danny House, one of my subscribers and homies, he played uh, Agile Slash VMAX, and I was like, come on, man. He had Senescorch in the back pocket, and he didn't. He didn't do it. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> hey, but you guys, uh, you you prevailed. Yeah, we pulled it out. That's all that matters. A dub's a dub. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get some doubles. So That's going right. in, going into another team challenge, the Pokemon team challenge. Ours just wrapped up. Do you have a local store that you guys at Floatycast are kind of like representing, or how's that going, kind of going? Uh it's a long story full of size we did have a uh, we did have a store we were working with but they kind of messed up on reporting it and we kind of got dropped from it and then i got so busy with a bunch of other stuff that i didn't sign up for another one so we're not really in it but it's all right oh man that's unfortunate but i heard you guys got y'all's team together right yeah Yeah. oh congrats thank you thank you yeah Uh, unfortunately nick wasn't able to Show up the last two for life reasons. <laughs> I only and... showed up the one. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it but, was, I mean, it was a lot of fun. It was just, it was how it goes sometimes. And, uh, but yeah, it, yeah, you know, as you, as you guys found out. But yeah, Jake on it with uh, three others. We got uh, Mike, Ryan, and also Colton. So, um, which, you know, we like to, every time we have one of them on, uh, or a winner for a local event, we like to bring them on, talk to them. So we'll have the, hopefully having the bonus episode with Colton soon. Yeah. Um, well, that's but, cool. That's really cool. Yeah. We, we don't have any like household names in the Pittsburgh area at the moment. Uh, we're all semi new. Yeah. Because to the who game. wants to go to Pittsburgh? <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, I chose to move here from from California, so it's it's an awesome city. You yeah, just well, hate us like, we like realistic, realistically, like no sports aside, is it a cool city? I, like I've never been to Pittsburgh. Oh yeah, for sure. It's a smaller, big city. Um, there's not like a whole ton uh, to do compared to like bigger cities like New York or whatever. But yeah. it is it is a very like com- like small community feel for a big city. So it, it very everybody's super friendly in That's Pokemon cool. or outside of Pokemon. That's cool. Yeah. At least I mean, you can't hate on us too much. We have the pirates. I wouldn't have picked the Pirates, but I would have picked the Steelers or the Penguins. No, no, no. That's well, why that, he hates us. the problem. You have the Steelers and the Penguins. <laughs> but we got the Pirates, and they're, they're just a garbage team. So, Look, if anybody knows about garbage teams, we have the Lions. So, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to hear garbage. <laughs> Very true. Touche. That's a, that's our trade-off for having a dynasty from when I was born to 25. Because we have the lions. <laughs> yeah, but you had the wings for all those the for all those oh, good God. years. Those were the best years. Oh, yeah, those were the best years. <laughs> well, okay, so you played Eternatus in this team event, uh, but you also you know Eternate God, as you're also known as, and you did an unbelievable run already in players cup three and you're at over uh, over 120 points over i believe i'm trying to remember uh, 116 we try to get to 120 uh, i'm sorry okay, 116 yeah, so un- is un- <laughs> un- un- unbelievable amount and um, do you want to go in on a little bit on like what you thought of that how that all went for you and all right so i was uh i would like play keys like on the side and just like you know not show all of my gameplay so i we ended up qualifying with 100 points and so when they announced players cup three i was like all right for real this time we're gonna do 10 keys each stream for five days straight and we're just gonna bust out our keys Mm -hmm. and get it done and eternatus like I, i took a break for a little bit on pokemon i didn't play as hard i would play like vgc i tried to get into smash bros i don't want to talk about it <laughs> I, I heard the stories on your cast <laughs> oh god they're horrible <laughs> so we like took a break and then also the holidays and stuff so when i got back into it i just got into eternatus again because that was what i was most comfortable with and i was like all right we're just going to do all 50 keys with eternatus we're not going to change the list we're not going to do anything we're just going to play 10 keys a day and we'll do Eternatus. And Players Cup, for the most part, was pretty good. Like, obviously, I can't sit here and say it was bad. And then you're like, well, you got 116 points. But yeah. <laughs> so, it, like, it was pretty good for the most part. Like, the draws were okay. Like, there were those rounds where it's like, have a Zigzagoon and four energies and a Pokecom. Draw for turn. Energy. Like, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, well, okay. But, um for the most like it but it was a ton of fun like being able to stream all 10 of those keys chat was hype and it was uh looking back i i would have done it the same i wouldn't have changed anything in the list or nothing like Mm -hmm. i was beating lmz for the love of god we were chilling yeah now if you can if you can beat uh, luke metal with with eternatus you're you're sitting in a good spot there yeah for sure so um, yeah, what, what is your what is your setup for your version that you're running? So the Eternatus list we opted for 
Well, right before Players Cup, I played in a couple online tournaments, and I was playing like Eternatus catchers, Pokemon catchers, mm-hmm. and in that those lists we only had the four Evil Tall, the regular ones with the free retreat, and I would lose to uh, Luke Metal over and over again. So we opted for the Spiritoon version of straight Evil Tall, or not straight Evil Tall, straight Eternatus. Because we could build the spite and hit for big damage and then clean up with Sableye. Because I found in the Luke Metal Zacian matchup, if you knock out one Zamazenta, they're forced at some point in the game, they're going to bench a Luke Metal and a Zacian because they got to draw cards and they want to get full metal wall up. So if they got those two out, those are five guaranteed prizes. We got to deal with one Zamazenta. So we'd pepper it up with. Uh, Spirit Tomb, force them to have Mallow and Lana, and if they don't have it, we clean it up with Sableye, if they don't knock out the Sableye, but mm-hmm. you know, when, when you get to that point, if they haven't, by the time we've peppered it with Spirit Tomb, they're not going to, right. I found. And um, so that was like that was a game plan for that, so we just built our straight E-turn list around the Spirit Tombs and Sableye, just to deal with uh, Luke Metal, and also the spirit tombs are really good in colossal matchups because mm-hmm. if they don't get rid of your energy, you can clean up big old colossals with spirit tombs. So that was really nice too. Yeah. So you you sounded like your your Eternatus was definitely teched for the the hard matchups, and it probably didn't really lose much on its good matchups. Absolutely. Yeah. For sure. Were there any oh, other notable way. matchups that you were concerned about with that build? Every time I play anything that gives up two to three prizes, I worry about baby blounds. Yeah. Um, I was about to get into that. Um, so we put two stamps and two plants in there. Like when it, when I play those, I'm like, man, but what if baby blounds just comes in and wrecks us? So we put two plants and two stamps in there just so we can have a better matchup. But I don't remember if I've seen a lot of those. During no, right now the kind of the hot thing is the Tempo Zard that only runs like one or two of them in there and – a lot of those players still just rely on the Zard. At least that's that's my experience of what I'm seeing in terms of fire, um, excluding Sun and Scorch. But uh, you know, I, yeah. I blame I blame Azul for that. Um, <laughs> for sure, yeah. I, I I think I saw a few of them, but I got like most of those matchups. If I remember, I just got lucky, and they would either like start the Zard with Welder. I deal with the Zard, and now they're too far behind to really capitalize and. But right. in the team challenge, uh, Mellow Magikarp clearly showed me the power of what that deck does against E-Turn when he hit Spit Shot and then Double Blaze. And I was like, okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. So, so um, Nick, um, how is your Players' Cup 3 run going so far? We haven't really talked about that on our cast, how we've been doing. Well, that's because I've only played it seven times. I tried to stream it one time, and then I killed my in-laws' internet. <laughs> my father-in-law was so mad at me. Uh, <laughs> I'm currently, uh, Steve, I'm currently not living at my house right now. It's under construction, so uh, I'm living with my in-laws, and they have not the best internet. And um, uh, so, But I, I've been playing. I've only had played seven games so far, but right now I, I kind of done a – uh, a, a first loss and then a round two loss and then a round three loss and like and I've repeated that twice and then I think I had one I've won one so far okay. so um, and I did it with actually Luke Metal so oh, uh, which I was really happy about because uh, that one I've been 
practicing that one in the in the back in my pocket and so happy to see uh finally get a success with that like yep. how about you jake how about how about you for you uh, dude i started off rough my first seven matches or first seven tournaments i had four keys or four rep um urns i had so like uh, i was talking to count the money and and uh cash man thomas brophy they're like dude send a scorch it's fire it's just so consistent it just it's wailing i have like seven tournaments in all seven wins so i'm like okay i'll jump on it and i kept getting like a dedene and two boss and all energies like seven tournaments in a row basically so i scrapped that um and now i'm halfway done i'm at 25 with 45 rep so i've kind of you know come back a little bit i'm still behind that average i'm at like a 1.6 which would put me at around the 82.5 or, or 80, 84 range. Um, so, I, I mean, I, I don't think that's going to make it, so I definitely need to go on a run, but I'm still in it. So, yeah. 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 I switched to Pikaram, by the way, uh, because Pikaram is the deck that I've been comfortable with. And I even beat, I, like, my first match with Pikaram in Players' Cup, I went against a... Um, a Decidueye deck, and I even beat it. It was. I saw was that nice. one. That was it a good was, game. I beat him on that stream. Was... I was like, "Oh my god!" Uh, uh, that was a very good game. Yeah, I think my opponent misplayed it though, because he kept putting Pokemon on the bench for me to keep gusting up or hitting. So it was, it was a, a close one, but I, I got the dub. But yeah, uh, forty-two points after twenty-five. Nice. Still not going to cut it at this point, but we'll see. Well, so Steve, you know, when it comes to Players Cup, though, what do you what do you think of this format right now? What's your overall take on this setup with the the fifty keys and then uh, then uh, cut off to day two? Um, what you know, and then how do you like? What do you do? You think there should be any improvements, or is this as good as it's going to get for online play, official online play? I should say. I think this is about. In my opinion, I think this is about the best they can do. I mean, I'm sure they probably could do something that's like a little bit better, but this is about as fair as it could be, honestly. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, the first Players' Cup that happened, it was based on how many tickets you already had, and some people had like thousands of tickets, so they could just burn through them and just get in just because they already had thousands of tickets, while others like myself only had like 20 or so and yeah, right. you know, couldn't do it so like giving everybody 50 keys level the playing field and then just go is i honestly if, for how the client set up i think it's the best way you can do it now if they were to ever like improve on the client sure you, you know they could you know touch with these tos or something and that are running these online events or like do something and they could have like 400 player tournaments get so many points that way and then you know that's how you get into the players cup but i don't see them doing something like that so i think the 50 keys is about as good as it probably will get yeah i tend to agree with that yeah i mean it for me right now like I I had I had the opposite effect I guess with uh, for Players Cup too. I went hard into that. I didn't make the cut, but I wasn't expecting myself to. Just being you know just getting into the game. Um, I don't know. It, it, it's uh, I'm seeing the need. At least I don't have the itch right now for Players Cup three. If that makes any sense, it's it's one of those things where 
I, I, I want to see more almost in a weird way, but uh, I don't know. It's just it, players cup three is like a weird, in a weird state for me. And I, I look forward to seeing how day two goes a, a lot because by the time that happens, we should be approaching a whole lot of new stuff coming into the game too. So, yeah, for sure. And I like, I get that too, because like you look at 50 keys, you look at how games are being played, like the format, and then you look mm-hmm. at, you know, a lot of people find it boring, stale, or just not fun. So, like, you see the 50 number of how many keys you got, and you're like, do I really want to play all of those? <laughs> I really don't feel like it. So, like, I I understand uh, that part, but, like, the system itself, I think, is fine. Yeah, yeah. And you're right. I mean, by the time... Well, I don't think... Like battle styles will be out when it happens, but it won't be legal yet. But I think yeah, it's the the world's cut. Like once you get to the you know top four in your region, uh, I think at that point, uh, battle styles becomes legal. Yeah, right. yeah. But, but sure. the whole second phase, I think it's still going to basically just be the meta we're in now, except for maybe some shining fate stuff. Maybe. Uh, oh yeah, the Juniper researches and Lysander bosses orders. Oh god, I'm so excited for those. Yeah, I mean, but that's not <laughs> hey, changing the meta. Hey, yeah. Crobat, <laughs> Crobat Vmax is. I'm calling. No, I'm not. No, no. no. <laughs> okay, I like. I don't know if it'll be played. I think it's more of a tech against ADP kind of. If you want to use it that way, just so they don't like they can't just one shot a Crobat after you played it. Yeah. Right. Right. Um. But other than that. I mean, 70 poison switch to the bench. I mean, that's kind of cool, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is a card I was looking at in Shining Fates. If we're segueing into Shining Fates a little bit. Yeah, sure, we can. Um, the new coughing, I talked about it on the pod, uh, seems really interesting to go, like, if you go second, you just attach a... Uh, uh, a dark energy, do ascension, get your wheezing out, and then make him sit there and you know try and draw cards. <laughs> Wait, so it's a coughing that can evolve? And yeah, uh, it's, it's... it's got an attack. It's called ascension. Oh, where nice! You, you search your deck for a wheezing or a card that evolves onto it, and then you evolve it that turn. So, like, if you're an Eternatist player playing wheezing, and you go second, and you have it in the active, attach a dark energy. It, or a hiding energy and go ascension and then play the wheezing and you shut their abilities off the next turn. So you kind of force them to either research or boss and then do whatever they want to do. Like you force their hand as far as what supporter they have to play. Kind of. <laughs> Don't give Nick ideas. Oh my God! Oh, <laughs> no, this is. I was I was one of the local players who brought uh, in a tournament smear matches. I brought Glare and Weezing, and we had a local tournament. And my opponent was just like, oh, "I'm going to knock out your turn." So I'm like, "That's good. Uh, I'll bring up Glare and Weezing. Reduce your bench to five. Yeah, and, I, that's another cool interaction too. Is that? Yeah, and so they were like, "Uh oh!" And I and I didn't have I didn't have a good follow up, and I ended up winning the game just because they couldn't k- take out anyone fall up fast enough because I just kept shutting his damage output down. So yeah, I mean <laughs> that's that's uh, I'm I'm okay. I'm looking forward to ascension coughing attack now. Um, I mean, I'm there. just looking forward to that uh, that dragapult. Dragapult. That's that's my boy. <laughs> Um, oh, yeah. I can't wait for the Urshifu Dragapult uh, deck that oh, I've yeah. heard about. It's gonna be awesome, yes, sir. I'm excited for those. 
when Battle Styles come out. I saw that list from Japan. The Urshifu Rapid Strike and Dragapult V Max. Yeah, looks juicy. I'm excited for oh, it. Oh man, it's gonna be also the uh, Rusted Shield and Rusted Sword come out. That's fun. Uh, yeah, be a good way, way to bring down styles. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't realize that was Battle Styles. Oh, no, but... it's in Shining Fates. Oh, no, Shining Fates. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, the, uh, those tool cards come out in Shining Fate. Right. Oh man. Yeah. yeah let's let's uh, just give Zashi and even more tools. Yeah, Ultra Creations, Rusted Sword, one shot, some big guys. Jesus. Yeah, it's going to so, be fun. Yeah, hitting 290. Yeah. Four prizes. Just a, this just a couple Zig Pings and bam. Yeah. Well, gonna, well there's, a, there's a new set that's been kind of announced and everything. It's called EV Heroes, uh, mm-hmm. apparently. And, you know, this is going to bring into the game that has this e- all eight EV evolutions as Pokemon V. So Vaporeon, Jolteon, Flareon, Espeon, Umbreon, Glaceon, Leafeon. I'm not even going to say Sylveon. Well, Sylveon's there. He's, Sylveon's he's psychic. There. Yeah, it's there. Yeah, so it's going to be psychic. You know, like, all right, what's okay? How do you how do you kind of take that one, uh, Steve? Like, what do you what's your kind of takes on this? Because four of them are going to have Vmax evolutions. How do you, were you excited? Are you excited about this? Or are you kind of like a very anti EV person? So. Oh, I, I, I love the evolutions. Well, I like Umbreon, Sylveon, like the newer ones, I think are yeah. cool. Um, I, I used to like the, the original, the OG3, Flareon, Jolteon, Vaporeon, but I got sick of them because, you know, they're all over everything. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, but I, I, I'm excited. I'm kind of mad that they kind of really did it now because they would have been sick cards in the Shining Fate set, <laughs> like as Shining Pokemon. They would have been yeah. insane. But at the, as a collector's standpoint, those things are going to be expensive. <laughs> like, yeah. So uh, good luck if you're an evolution collector. Now, as far as like, we don't know what any of them do. Nope. If, if I had to guess, most of them are going to be bad. Like they're not <laughs> going to be very playable. Uh, just because they are going to be like, like the Umbreon is going to be a chase card. I, mm-hmm. I can see Espeon pre- being pretty good, um, but it'll have that dark weakness, which could be a problem. Um, I could see that one being, I could see Sylveon like being completely busted, but have a metal weakness. Yeah. <laughs> so, I could see that, but I'm I, like, I'm very interested to see what four has a VMAX. Cause if it's like, Umbreon's the if it's Umbreon, Sylveon and then any of the two original ones or even Espeon if it's any of those five I said two I meant three if it's any of those yeah. six um, the the rainbow rare versions of those are just going to go through the roof in price like you're probably unless they fix their printing issues you're probably not going to find that set honestly on the on the shelves Quick tangent on the printing issues. Apparently, I, um, I I can I can say that they are expanding the facility to match Magic size quantity of printing now. Where so did you hear in, that? for the U.S. printing of Pokemon cards, that is that came from Alpha Investments. So he had a small video on that, and that is good news, but also yeah. bad news because that means they have to shut down printing for a little bit so that they can expand the facility. But it's apparently ma- a huge expansion just for Pokemon. I did. I did watch that video and I heard about that, um, which uh, for the modern collectors are going to be hurting that spent all this money on all that stuff. 
yeah. Yeah. get the quick flip because they're gonna Pokemon. I, if I know what Pokemon does, they're gonna flood the market <laughs> as much as they can of just stuff. Yep. Yep. So my question on the EV or the EV set whenever it comes out, I'm I'm assuming it's coming out after uh, the rotation. So all those tag team Pokemon are going to be gone. And I, I, I have a feeling that the game is trying to slow down a little bit. Um, do you think that these, if, if they are meta, do you think the evolutions are going to start out with like an EVV mat or an EVV that evolves into like a, one of the evolutions and then, then from there go into a stage two? Or do you think it's just going to be you pick your evolution as a basic and then you evolve just once? I think the evolutions will be basics mm-hmm. um, just because all these like you got charizard v is a basic and like dragapult v is a basic so i think the evolutions will be uh basic have they done an evv they have uh, haven't yeah, they? yeah, yeah e- they have. E- well evv yeah. evv and evv max is coming out uh, it, it makes sense that it's going to be basic just because of the fact that um it, it lore wise you can't it, it, it pokemon game mechanic wise yeah it, it, it you you become a v um by a separate action itself so yeah i guess that makes sense i would just i just thought you know maybe because they are seemingly trying to slow it down and make it more like thought out um it, at least that's kind of the trend i've seen i hope i'm seeing come out that maybe that would be a case but no it still makes sense for sure I, uh, like i could see their attacks being like like kind of easy to set up but like more methodical attacks like i could see it may not be Sylveon per se, but Sylveon GX, uh, the original one had Magical Ribbon that let you search your deck for three cards and put it in your hand. And mm-hmm. that was a very... Uh, nobody really talks about that card anymore. Um, but that was a very, very good attack back in the day because like, it played in Guardi GX where you could find your Rare Candy Guardi and then like a DCE yeah, or Double Colorless Energy for those who don't know. <laughs> um, so I could see something like that like kind of like Togekiss is where it's like uh, you say a psychic and a colorless you do 100 damage search your deck for a couple of cards call it good or 100 something damage I could see something like that I could see Umbreon doing spread damage where you have to think about think about where you want to put it Uh, Mm -hmm. you know there's all all sorts of stuff they could do I just hope I hope it I hope if any of them are going to be meta, make it the cool ones. <laughs> yeah. AKA the expensive ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Which they won't do that. <laughs> they have a tendency to make the very expensive cards not playable. So I do appreciate that. Yeah, that is awesome. All the good cards are definitely usually pretty accessible. <laughs> also, fun fact, Umbreon is dark type. So that could be another tool in the Eternatus toolbox. We are yep. looking at those. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean that. That's why, uh, my, like, at least my hot take on what the four evolution ones would be, uh, the Vmax versions would probably be the ones that don't have uh, of the types that already have a lot of Vmax evolutions. So maybe like Vaporeon, because right now what we have Inteleon and Darmanitan, and that's it for water. Lapras so- too. Oh, oh yeah, and Lapras. Okay, so that would be three. So that could be four. I I don't know. So that's why it would be. It I'd have to be. So we might see probably Psychic, uh, which would be kind of more interesting too. So. Um, oh yeah, for sure. I could see Espeon being a V Max. Yeah. For sure. And I could see it do some crazy spread shenanigans, which would be cool. What I would like to see, which we talked about it earlier, the Urshifu Dragapult. I would like to see mm-hmm. like double V Max decks. 
in the future. And I think we could go that route. You know, like you have two different V. Yeah, yeah two, two different, different typings, kind of, di- you yeah. know, different matchup spreads and kind of gives you yourself options going down the road, depending yeah, on the matchup sure. you get. For sure. And uh, so who knows? Who knows? I, I, I'm excited to see what the cards look like, what they do, and whether or not I will purchase them. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see more of those TikTok videos. You, oh, pull that, sure. you pull that Umbreon and you freak out. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Whatever set that comes out. I tell, Oh, another card I'm excited since we're talking about new ones. Um, Gengar being a dark type is pretty dope. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is pretty dope. Gengar VMAX. But yeah, if I if I pull an Umbreon V Max or V or whatever it is, full art, ooh, you best believe I'm gonna have a heart attack in my car and break. Don't worry about it. It was funny. I told the people before I pulled that Charizard that I would leave work that day if I ever pulled it, but I didn't leave work. I, oh, work. you should have just like I'm out. <laughs> Be like, hey, I made my money today, so uh, peace. <laughs> All right. Well, before we uh, close out today, uh, I want to talk to you. We want to talk a little bit about with the recent announcement at Worlds 2021, with no surprise to anyone that uh, it's canceled uh, for Pokemon this year. And, you know, not only just that, but like, what do you think that Pokemon should be doing for online events in general? Because right now we have just Player Cups 3 and the tag team for the official ones. Do you think they should be expanding upon this further with another year down uh, from live play or should they just kind of set the course and continue to set up and maybe improve for when live play does return? What I like, it's no surprise that worlds is canceled this year. Um, Just the way the state of the world's going. Uh, You guys said that, but what I like about it is they went ahead and announced it. Like worlds isn't for another eight, month or six months or so like it would have been you know late august yeah that's like plenty of time to have a plan in place for they could up the quantity slash quality of the online events until then or if they're already i I think i read somewhere on twitter that it was worlds that's canceled they could still start the 21 22 season in september if things you know progress appropriately yeah. They could just kink worlds and then just start in September and then do a whole season again. Um, I mean, that's wishful thinking, but I mean, it's, we don't know what's going to happen in, you know, that time frame. Right. So I would like to see, they could improve upon what they got going for like online tournaments. I would like to see smaller online events, you know, instead of like three months for one big players cup and then like, you know, that's it. And yeah. then we do another one. Like I would see like little mini kind of like league challenges or league cups kind of thing. And, you know, just like have like monthly things. I, I think that would be pretty cool. Um, and also just like all I can ask for is when we get IRL events back, it's just like safety precautions are obviously met. And like we have like celebrities on stage performing the Pokemon covers and i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) we got like katie perry live show (laughs) you know what she's doing pokemon now right yeah yeah that's (laughs) what i'm saying it's like hey first regionals back after covid like we need we need to set the bar up here we didn't have one for the 25th anniversary so uh yeah, 26 got to be fire. <laughs> yeah, we got we got blow up, son. Yeah. Fireworks, like pre-games, 
halftime shows on lunch breaks, like the whole nine yards. Like, let's make it bigger than the Super Bowl. Yeah, Ooh. they need to get set up a big Charizard outside and just have fireworks shooting out of his mouth. They need to. They need to create a real Charizard. What do you mean, <laughs> Pokemon? What are you investing in? Not in PTCGO. We're investing in actual Pokemon. Mega Charizard. <laughs> I, I hope. Speaking of that, I hope it won't happen. But I hope they like make some massive announcement about how about PTCGO on Pokemon Day. Like they're gonna do all this revamp stuff and it's just minor bug fixes. <laughs> <laughs> There's no more glitches. Oh. We finally fixed them all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're just like uh metal goggles works correctly or something. <laughs> <laughs> hey you're not gonna start with the Dedene and six energies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We changed the drawing uh, formula or uh, algorithm. That's what I hope. Yeah, everybody gets at least a playable hand. <laughs> I would do that. I would, you know what? If they did announce that, I would actually be happy with that. Like one thing I loved about like the Smash Bros. Their announcements, like when they announce a new character or something, like Sakurai is hilarious when he does his announcements, and like he'll like troll the competitive community about how this is a family game and like all this stuff. And yeah. it's like I just want Pokemon to like just poke the competitive like scenes like poke the bear a little bit yeah yeah troll tcgo on their <laughs> uh pokemon day announcement kind of like what we do in the community <laughs> just yeah. give it a little back and forth kind of a thing they should, yeah, they, 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 for april fools they should announce a whole new set that has all pokemon that have no attacks like or, and then be like these this is strictly for the collectors only and they just like completely mess with everyone but they're all playable <laughs> yeah <laughs> or when they announce the rotation, they just tweet a picture of ADP. Like, it's not longer style. a tag team. It's no longer a tag team, but it's just their ADP V uh, or a ADP V Max. <laughs> yeah, ADP V Max. Oh my god! Take five prizes. Yeah, it's a basic too. You don't have to have all it. Yeah, it's, it's a, it's a ADP v Max. Like, yeah. there's no V in it. It's just ADP yeah. V Union of Zach. Zamazetta just makes ADP. Oh, God. I don't know if we want to go. And... <laughs> I don't know about all that. <laughs> all right. Well, I am, um, you know, uh, I that's all the questions I had for you today. Jake, do you have any others? Um, no, I didn't really have any questions per se. I just had, I did want to, um, kind of mentions that I, I did enjoy your your latest update or uh, your latest episode with uh will jenkins uh i know you had technical difficulties the first thing the first time and you missed out and uh just wanted to say we can relate we've had to re-record um episodes in the past with technical difficulties and that's kind of why we're on zoom now and not discord um <laughs> so i don't know if you wanted to expand upon that or give uh will some some love or anything like that but uh yeah. Oh, oh, Will Jenkins is a homie. I really appreciate him coming on again. After. <laughs> I was like, hey, man, it's been a few months. I appreciate you coming on. Did but, he give you any uh, banter behind the scenes? So like, Oh, for sure. <laughs> awesome, for sure. He's like, yo, that first episode was a banger, man. We missed out. I'm like, I know. Don't, don't remind me. Hey, guys, let's take a quick break and go right to the Whimsy Watch. Hello, it's time for another Whimsy Watch. Let's just dive right into this week's meta report. 
This week, the circuit was back in full swing with plenty of results to look at. Chill number 19 was once again our top dog in terms of attendance. 152 players. This tournament was won by Fernando Cifuentes with Eternatus, a poison variant. You can catch a full breakdown on it over at Chill TCG's YouTube. Now, let's take a gander at the metagame. 18% of the decks were Eternatus, 15% being ADP, another 15% being Scorch, and 10% of them being Picaron builds. Now, let's move into another event last week, the Sunday Open. 122 players in this one, and it did have a hot finale. Thomas Brophy faced off against Cashman to crown the champion. Thomas took the win with Scorch over Cashman, who decided ADP was the deck that Sunday. I wonder what would have happened in a Scorch mirror match. Maybe next time. Let's go over to the meta in that tournament. 18% of the uh, meta was Scorch in this tournament, 17% being Eternatus, 12% was Blacephalon deck, and 9% was Picaron. Yes, that's right, you heard me, no ADP in the top four. Must have been just one of those days. Now we know who the big dogs are in the meta right now, but with Players Cup 3 in full swing, what are you listeners seeing out there? Let me know via Twitter over at Watch Whimsy. I'm kind of interested to see if anyone's seeing anything different, if we're just seeing ADP, if we're just seeing Scorch or Eternatus, if anyone's gotten anything off the wall. And that's going to put another watch in the books. See you next week, and back to you guys. But uh, I have some questions for you guys. Yeah. Um, that's not Pokemon related. Okay. Uh some news dropped today. I don't know if you heard about it, but you guys have first you fired your two-time Stanley Cup champion uh, GM, or no, oh, he resigned. Well, no, he, he resigned. He resigned. He resigned. Uh, and now you hired Ron Hextall of the Philadelphia Flyers, Olaf <laughs> yes, Holy, as your GM. <laughs> How you guys feeling? Uh, I think it's actually a, a decent fit for the team. Um, I know Rutherford. He's uh, he, he was a great GM and did some a lot of good trades, but. He seemed to like to just anytime there was a problem, hey, let's just trade, 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 trade. Now, I mean, Hextall is a little bit more uh, slow and steady, kind of not as gunslinger when it comes to like just, you know, going on for a trade. So we'll see. Um, but I also think that they brought on uh, Brian, Brian Burke also uh, yeah. maybe to make sure he's not too patient. So we'll, we'll kind of see. I, I think it's potential. It's uh it's better than having an interim, I think. So that's a good thing. Yeah, that is true. It's good to have a stable, uh, stable front office for sure. And uh, which one of you guys are the Canucks fans? Uh, that's that would be me. Oh, that's you. Yep, that's me. Uh, that's my username. Canucks is uh, Penguins <laughs> and Canucks. Oh. <laughs> so Tyler Toffoli, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just struck Don't a worry. chord. Oh God. <laughs> Don't worry. I watch. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how many goals he got on y'all? Eight? So, yeah, I know. I know. I know. That's painful. What did, what did you guys do to him? I have no I idea. It sounded like he loved it here. And I, that's what I was saying. I thought he wanted to stay, and now he's mad at y'all. So he's yeah, like, apparently Harry. We did something wrong. Like, we had a good run last year, and it doesn't even seem like we're going to make the playoffs. Uh, unfortunately, Amen. I don't think the Penguins will either. Um, kind of. It's weird because the Penguins should be going arrow going down just because, you know, the, the veterans getting older. But 
Vancouver should be, you know, a lot better moves. than they are because they have a lot yeah. of young stars, and they're just. I honestly, I right think, now. I think the amount of losses you guys took in the off season was really bad. Yeah. Um, like losing Markstrom, yeah, uh, Chris Tanev, and yep. uh, who's the other one you guys lost? I can't think of the moment. I'm uh, oh, struggling uh, to blink. Oh, you guys picked up Nate Schmidt, who hasn't really been producing yet, and you know, just just a lot of things, man. And I'm sure yeah. Quinn Hughes is probably banged up. Uh, should have been a Red Wing, but I will take Zadina. He's fine. I, I I do like the Hughes. I don't know if Holpe is kind of. Oh yeah, the no, we should have had. Yeah, no. I, he, I, I, I feel like he's going to be up. He's going to be in Seattle before it's too long when mm-hmm. the expansion draft happens. But yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I saw that. And uh, do you got a hot take for me? Are y'all going to trade Malkin or Crosby before the year's over? If I had to guess, Malkin's gone. Yeah, that's insane. Crosby's y'all. not leaving. Crosby, no, they, no, they will no, not no, trade Crosby. No, no, no hope for the no, Red Wings to get Crosby. <laughs> I say it all the time. I can't stand that dude. But if he ever said I'll sign a two-year deal with the Wings, I'm like, yeah, bro. Crosby's my favorite player. <laughs> <laughs> I've been I've a fan them all since, along. <laughs> I've been a fan since day one. Yeah, you, Crosby, you know, Red Wings. If you would have won the lottery for Crosby way back when, you would have been hyped. That would have been too. awful for everybody. Right? <laughs> yeah. Back in the day, I, I think you guys would have won like five straight at that point. If that bro, was the case. we would have been so good. <laughs> we would have been unstoppable. Like people would would have been so sick of the Red Wings. Like some people were of the Patriots. That would have yeah. been. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Now you guys still had a, a, a great run in that time frame too. Um, oh, for sure. Those, those sure. matchups, uh, back-to-back years, were both entertaining series, um, both on the win and the loss. Um, yeah, that so like to watch. Yeah, those were incredible. Like the 08 series, y'all were the up-and-coming team. We're the wily veterans who, you know, dynasty, all that shenanigans. And, yep. uh, and then the Hosa drama. <laughs> and then y'all beat us. And everybody's like, I'm sure the whole city of Pittsburgh is like throwing the finger to Hosa <laughs> because he said he had a better. Oh, yeah. oh, that oh, was man. the story. Everybody hates Hosa after that, especially as I kick because I want to be on a team that's going to win the Stanley Cup. <laughs> Well, the, you, yeah. could, you could you could go to a Dunkin' Donuts and you could get the Hosa cup. It just came. It was a coffee without a cup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, those were some good series. I do miss those those days. Uh, we don't have them anymore, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, that's day. all I got. That's all but I got. Before I before we go on the hockey talk, um, <laughs> Jake Jake from Metapod, Jake Greeny. You need you guys need to keep beating his Blackhawks. I can't stand the Blackhawks. They They're the bane of my existence. <laughs> yeah, you, you guys just gotta put them down a couple pegs. I wish, I wish, man. I thought we were going to that weekend. Yeah, and uh, I, like we were like I was listening to podcasts. I'm like in the Detroit Red Wings community. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, there was a lot of high talk that we were going to, and then they spanked us two in a row, and we're like, God, oh, we're yeah. still the same team. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's so uh, no, when, when he announced he's a Hawks fan, I got him. Don't worry. Yeah. Good, good, good. Well, <laughs> one last thing before we leave, since we're talking hockey, I know this is tangent time. Uh, did you actually ever play? I did. I, uh, I played a little bit when I was a kid when I lived in Michigan, and then – um but not much. It was mostly like, like outside kind of stuff. Like, you know, and then, um, when I was in the military and I was stationed in Chicago, I, uh, I joined like roller hockey leagues and then went on to ice hockey and 
Mm. I did really well from all the training I did as a kid, re- reliving a Game 7 Stanley Cup Finals match up in my nice. head over and over again. Yep. That's Very awesome. similar. Like, like, it was like the first game. I was like, man, I'm a little rusty. And then I just got out there and scored four goals. I was like, wait, I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah whenever I made transition after high school to um, ice hockey, because I was in California, no, no ice hockey uh, team for the team sport. So I was pretty decent at roller hockey, and I made the transition to ice. So I, I joined a beginner's league, and I was like, it took like two games for me to get the skating, and I was just doing god-awful. And then after I got the skating down, I just started scoring seven goals a game or something ridiculous, and they're like, yo, you, you need to get out of this league. <laughs> I'm like, no, I enjoy scoring, though. Like, you're not – you're not – this isn't – you're not a rookie, son. You're yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> up. And it, it was like when I was telling them, I was like – I haven't played in a long, long time. And they were like, oh, we're just we're just getting started, too. And I was like, okay. And then they thought I hustled him because I was, like, <laughs> flipping the puck behind the goalie. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, he would, like, he would cover – he would try to cover one side, but, like, he would have his body poked out a little bit. And I was yeah. behind the net trying to pass it up to a defenseman to, you know, set a play up. Yeah. And I was just, like, looking at it. I was like, God, your positioning's terrible. So, like, I just flipped it over the net, and it hit the back of his head and rolled in. And everybody's oh, like, dude. oh, my God. I was <laughs> like, bro, body into the net. Like, yeah, I'm, like, yeah, coaching exactly. these people. And they're oh, like, okay, awesome. so, yeah, he's pretty good. Watch that guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, yeah, awesome. I played a little bit. Cool. Well, yeah, maybe one day uh, – probably not. But maybe one day we can uh... – Go on the ice and uh, do something out there. Um, the, Pokemon the Pokemon podcast sh- hockey yeah, shootout. A hockey shootout for the Pokemon hey, let's podcast. Do it. That'd Things, be sick. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like in NAIC in Columbus, you know, there's an ice rink in Columbus somewhere. For sure. Yeah. 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 For sure. Yeah. For sure. There next is. time I'll bring. Uh, next time when Worlds opens or the world opens up and we're going out to a tournament, I'll bring my skates. I gotta get some skates. But remind <laughs> me, I'll get some. Will do. <laughs> All right, man. Cool. Well, well thank you again up, for did joining. You guys, but did you have any shout outs or plugs? No, oh, absolutely. Uh, for all the homies out there who don't know, I am the Floaty Cast. You can follow me on Twitter at Max, M A X, Floaty Cast, F L O W T K A S T. I stream on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Floaty Cast, anchor.fm slash Floaty Cast for the podcast. I could just run through all the, you know, we'll have, we'll have them all in the links below. Yeah, but... yeah you, you get the deal. Yeah, yeah. Also on YouTube, uh, shout out to my boy Scott and the Flow TK, the boys, uh, FlowTKLDay.com for all the merch and stuff. You can get those sweet dice that they got there. They're and, awesome. Uh, they are awesome. Shout out to Cutter Tap and Team Scythe, the homies. That's about it. That's all I got. And shout out to uh, Triple P Podcast, <laughs> Pittsburgh Pokemon Podcast for having me. I really appreciate it. Well, we yeah, love no, having no. you on here. So thank yeah. you so much for joining us. Oh, absolutely, man. It was a pleasure. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for us. Uh, We'll be back next week. All right. We'll see you guys later. Thank you again for listening to the Triple P Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at PitPokePod. You can join our Facebook group and Discord server to play and chat all things Pokemon. Check out our YouTube channel, and we stream openings, matches, and events on twitch.tv slash Pittsburgh Pokemon Podcast.